type. Thank you, Chair. I don't know whether you want Mark, to do the confirmation. Um, uh, Chair, we have you as the chairperson of this committee. Uh, next to me is Member Masango, uh, followed by Member Abrahams. Uh, we have Member Stock. Uh, we have Member Oppermann. Uh, further down, we have Member Sukers. We also have Member Mamu Jane, the first um, uh, mom on the other side. We have Member Fanamerve. We have Member Shongo. We have Member Marie. Chair, there are two members who join virtually. Uh, member Pilanguru and Member Eris joined um, the, the meeting on the, on the platform. So uh, we are a quorum member, Chairperson, and then we can take as the rules of, of, of National Assembly requires us to do so. Thank you very much, Chair. I didn't receive any apologies, Chair.
Hello. I don't know Hello. whether morning, morning, morning chair. Morning. I don't know whether it's on my side. There's an echo. I can't hear a word. But when uh, Lindy was speaking, I I heard her whatever she was saying. But what you are saying, I, I don't even heard a word. Okay. Yeah, there is an echo. I don't know. Maybe you can check with the Honorable Aris if she can hear you. Morning. I can hear. I can't hear the chair, but I can hear clearly. I can hear you clearly, Kate, and I did hear Lindy clearly. Maybe it's the mic of the chair, person. Okay. Thank you. I can hear you also, but I can't hear what the chair is saying. Okay. Thank you very much which is maybe the mic that is I've switched off mine mine was Che, you are still breaking. You are still breaking, Che. What about the Come again, Che. Yeah. I'm 
Recording stopped.
Progress while the people are busy, you know, sorting out this uh, technical glitch that they are experiencing. I think so that we are not holding this meeting up, they can continue and then we can just, uh, you know, get in on the later stage once they have sorted that out. Or other departments also experience the same problem. Is it all of us on the virtual that are that are experiencing the same problem that we can't hear you or just us? Hello. I think I, I, I agree, Honorable Aris, because uh, the echo continues. We can hear you, so we don't have to hold you. You can continue maybe while we are in the middle of the meeting. Maybe we'll get to hear you. Mason. Transfer back. Okay. Hello. Uh, sorry. I'm going to go to the 
experience that um, will get these glitches. Can I request the honorable members to put on their mask until or unless they are speaking, honorable members? Okay, thank you very much for that. I will also put on mine when I'm not speaking. We were on apologies. We have tried to convey the message of speedy recovery to Anastasia, and we said we would request the secretary to call her and check whether she prefers the, the flowers or the food basket. So thank you very much, honorable members, about that. Can we then flight our agenda? What is the next item? Maybe we have to give the acting DG to put forward the apologies. Uh, good, good morning, Honorable uh, uh, Chairperson. Uh, this is Kukula. Repeat uh, yourself. Uh, good morning, uh, Honorable Chairperson and Honorable Members. My name is Kumbula Ndaba. I'm the Director responsible for Complete Support Services. Uh, may I tender an apology for the DG? The DG is unable to connect. He is struggling with his connection. Uh, but we are here as a department. All the members are here. Uh, we are gathered uh, in the in the building. So uh, basically, everybody who's supposed to be here is here, uh, except the DG who is unable to connect. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Ndama. Uh, according to the agenda, we have to first adopt it. Uh, the only item today that we have come for, especially now as physically attending the meeting, is solely uh, dealing with the Children's Amendment Bill um, out of what we have agreed, that we know for a fact that we do have um, the correspondence from Gauteng High Court which we have to deal with it uh, with the time frames and not request another extension as we did before. So the agenda is as put as follows, uh, deliberations and inputs of the Children's Amendment Bill. <laughs> Can we get a hand that uh, adopts the agenda as it is proposed? Honorable Member. Honorable uh, Sukers. Um, <clears throat> yes, Chair, I, I just need some clarity, Chair. Um, I just need to know um, if, uh, first of all, I adopt your gender. Okay. Um, yes. And then second. Any second to that, and then you can come. Okay. Let's adopt a uh, Honorable Shongo. A second, a Honorable Sukers. Can I also give back to you, uh, Honorable Sukers? 
Yes, Chair. I, um, in adopting the agenda, I just want to um, get clarity if we as the committee would, uh, the legal advisor would clarify to us um, the clauses that deal specifically with a comprehensive legal um, solution that he um, clarify that for members. Um, yes. Do you want me to answer that? If you look at the agenda, Honorable Sukers, in front of you, it's there, parliamentary legal advisors input to outline the processes. Also, I, according to my knowledge, when we got the, the, the document, the thick one, this one, uh, we have been given also the small one, which outlines and specifies exactly the, the, the clauses that deals with the Houghton High Court that we are referring to. So if you, you didn't manage to get it, uh, we will request um, Fungile and whoever is responsible to assist you in that. This is the document that we requested that they must do for us so that at least we don't go through the, 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 the for now or only today. Okay, your hand is up again. Um, no, Stray, I, I want to say thank you, but I just wanted to clarify that actually that it is, um, you know, that it, that it is just the comprehensive legal clauses um, identified. I wasn't certain because I wasn't in the meeting. On the okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much for that question, Honorable Sukers. And... Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a message from Lindsay uh, that uh, the minister requests to make some opening remarks before he leaves. And um, because we have adopted the agenda and we have clarified the issues that were being asked, we can give over to the minister to do that opening remarks and then we can uh, a to, to go and attend other matters. Is she forwarded her apology that she won't be long with us, but she will join the memorial service. We also wish to welcome the media. I can see that Nyapuma uh, Nyangena, but we will request you to also um, introduce yourself where you come from. You may have a seat for now. Over to you, Minister. Um, thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. It, it really is um, good to see. Um, um, unfortunately, my my uh, my network might not be very good, but here I am, uh, so that you don't think I'm a robot. But I will remove myself um, from from the camera. Um, thank you very much. It's good to see you all now in a physical meeting, and also just to say, please make sure you take care of yourselves. COVID is still here. So I heard you telling people they must wear their masks. Yes, they must wear their masks because the numbers are going up not so pleasantly. Chairperson, um, I wish to uh, firstly uh, thank you, Honorable Nongosi Mvana, uh, Honorable Members of the Portfolio Committee on Social Development in all of you. 
and uh, the deputy minister, I'm hoping that the deputy minister is here because I didn't hear any apology there. Um, I heard the apology of the acting director general that he's not able to connect, but I'm hoping that he will connect as soon as possible. Um, members of this portfolio committee, uh, it's, uh, it's good to always uh, uh, be here. And um, as I sent in my apology, I'm just um, in a memorial service uh, 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 and I, I am going to be program directing, but I will be off uh, as soon as the, the, the memorial service starts. But once it's over, I will come back again uh, uh, to the meeting. Um, owing to the, the to the diligence of this committee and its support staff, this important bill has reached advanced stages of legislative passage. And lest we forget, the various amendments to it are intended at improving the lives of the children of South Africa, as well as strengthening the child care and protection system, which is very important. In light of the judicial outcome, namely the North Kauteng High Court order that largely propelled us to where we collectively find ourselves today. Let us be reminded that in November of um, uh, uh, last year, we were expected to return to the court with a plausible submission. To this end, I'm supporting proposals that foster care-related issues in the Children's Amendment Bill 18 of 2020 be fast-tracked and thereby enabling us to bring substantive and meaningful changes in the lives of the affected children and families. Honorable Chairperson and members, we are all better off with this process being considered as a Section 76 bill. This is more so when factoring the need for it to be processed by the Select Committee, as well as the National Council of Provinces. Therefore, I truly appreciate the fact that the Portfolio Committee has set aside special days to consider and finalize uh, the bill. As we have come to learn since we started the provincial consultation processes, the bill is a comprehensive as it is complex. This is particularly so when the need for the comprehensive legal solutions that are addressing the foster care challenges is concerned. To this end, let us be reminded that the other processes and tools are already in place to support and reinforce efforts towards the realization of the comprehensive legal solution. Among these, you will recall that Cabinet approved the National Child Care and Protection Policy, the Social Assistance Amendment Act, and its accompanying regulations. Honorable Chairperson and members, these are ready for implementation in concert with the bill once it has been finalized. I have noted that there are a few critical policy issues that are still being discussed and envisaged. For instance, the issues of baby savers, that neither the National Child Care and Protection Policy nor the bill that was initially submitted to Parliament are addressing. I am certain that when ongoing research is able to provide us with rigorous empirical evidence, there will be great confidence in the feasibility of policy options and legislative proposals that can be considered. It is very important for us to appreciate Chairperson and Honorable Members that in the journey of democracy, of building institutions that are strong for, for protecting our people, 
we do have the portfolio committee and its members to do the necessary oversight on us as a department. And as I've always said, Chairperson, that we welcome this engagement, which is always constructive, always uh, fruitful. And I'm hoping that as we go along, even with this, we'll have that amicable discussion so that finally this can be finalized. I thank you for your personal investment, Chairperson, and honorable members in the process that the Children's Amendment Bill 18 of 2020 is undergoing. Honorable Chair and members, please receive the department's clause-by-clause presentation of the Children's Amendment Bill. But of course, as had already been agreed, it is not going through entirely everything. And I will join along once, as the agenda indicates, I will see when I get back to the meeting I will not disturb. I'll just quietly come back to the meeting. Thank you very much, Chairperson, and uh, thank you to all the honorable members. And I thank my department also. Thank you very much, uh, Minister. Um, we have checked a way for going forward. Uh, we also wish you a good day knowing exactly where you are going to, and you will represent us well, we hope so. Thank you very much once more. Uh, honorable members, those were the opening remarks of the minister, which doesn't need any discussion and any uh, questioning. <laughs> Let's rather proceed with our meeting. Thanks ever so much once more, minister. Can we then go to the next item on our agenda, which is uh, the presentation by the legal advisor and chat way on how we are going to proceed with the meeting and also deal with his uh, 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 clause or clauses that we were requested by the Gauteng High Court to respond to them and come up with clear, clear uh, indication and direction. But before we do that, uh, whilst we are getting ready, legal advisor, can we check the media that we are with? Where are they coming from? And give them a chance to introduce themselves. Otherwise, they are being welcomed in the meeting by these honorable members. Thank you very much. Over to you. Okay, thank you, Honorable Mr. Nkufu. We are also an honorable member today. Okay, Yo, it's our first time to see you. We are very blessed for us to be physically attending the meeting so as to be able to see you facially. We are really not sure we thought we were coming from outside. Uh, the media. Thank you ever so much for your presence. Uh, can we then uh, give over to the legal advisor to give us a direction on how to proceed? Remember, honorable members, we agreed to focus solely on the foster care uh, children um, amendment bill, and we requested that to have other meetings 
so as to look at our thick document that deals with uh, the amendment bill of um, children's act. Remember, this is a thick document and we don't want to request another extension as we did last year because of the COVID. We won't have any excuse now if we request another extension. We will rather put ourselves, because we have to deal with it. We have to deal with it. Sometime we should have the dates along the line, because we do have dates and an open uh, calendar in, in the program. Uh, over to you, legal advisor. Good morning, Chairperson. Good morning. Uh, good morning to the members and colleagues that are in the meeting. My name is Seviu Njigela. I'm standing in for my colleague, Mr. Mjengana, who is assigned to this particular bill. I understand he has already communicated his apology to the committee secretary. Uh, apparently, Mr. Mjengana is incapacitated at the moment. So, Chairperson, with, with that brief introduction, you, you will appreciate as a committee that I may not have all the background to the issues that you have been engaging on by virtue of me standing in for my colleague. But since I was informed yesterday of his unavailability. I have consulted with him. I have consulted with the committee secretary. I have consulted with my colleagues in the state law advisors office, and I've consulted with my colleagues in the department's legal services. And one is of the view that there is already consensus around the issue of how we approach the bill. And I think, Chairperson, in your introductory remarks, you have already summarized it, that there is a court order which we have to comply with, and that the bill that is before you goes beyond what is required by the court order. And hence, in the presentation that we made to the committee on the 1st, that Mr. Mjengana made on the 1st, his advice was clearly that we need to focus on the subject of what was directed by the uh, by the Houteng High Court, which is the issues relating to foster care. And in my deliberations with my colleagues from both the state law advisor and the department, there is consensus that the focus should remain there. Um, there may be differences in terms of identifying which clauses of the bill relate to foster care. And I think I should put that on the table. Between us and the state law advisor, we seem to have a consensus that the relevant provision in the entire bill now for us to be able to comply with the court order is clause 86 of the bill. 
the department has a broader view of what other clauses need to be included. And I don't want to speak for the department, and I'm sure Mr. Mchuchisa at the right time will be given a platform to speak to those issues. And I hope also my colleague from the state law advisor, I don't purport to speak for her. She will have an opportunity to speak. But in our discussion with, with all three of us, that was the consensus. We need to focus on foster care. There may be a difference in terms of what is it that we need to take forward in the current bill. The department identifies about 12 clauses that it believes need to be carried forward in the current bill, while we identify only one. That is a discussion perhaps that we should have between ourselves as legal advisors and resolve that issue and come to the committee with a recommendation after having a, a thorough discussion of all those issues. In terms of procedure, Chair, Chairperson, um, and I, I'm not at all professing to be a, a, an expert on procedural advice, but the normal procedure in the circumstances then will be for the committee to go through the bill and make a decision on each clause based on the overarching decision that the committee seems to have already made to only proceed with foster care related clauses. Now, from my experience, Chairperson, there are three ways of dealing with this. I know this is quite a substantial bill. There are possibly three ways and maybe Lindy Wer can indicate at the, at the, after I'm done as to what her consultations revealed. Given the size of the bill, it could be that a clause by clause deliberation may be found to be quite cumbersome, depending on the energy of the committee. But that is the normal procedure that the committee will go through the bill and make a decision on each clause. In some instances, in our experience, the committee will go chapter by chapter. In some instances, committees will go page by page. These are the three practices that we have observed over time in terms of how committees deal with the issue of deliberations. But of course, that is always influenced by the size of the bill itself. But what has to be demonstrably done by the committee is that there must be consideration of all the provisions of the bill and decision made on, on all of them, irrespective of the, of the approach that the committee adopts. But we need to be able at the end of the day to demonstrate that we have applied our mind to each provision and we have made a decision on it. I think, Chair, I will stop there for now. And perhaps, Chair, through you, invite my colleagues to confirm that I have represented them correctly in terms of the positions that we had discussed with them. Thank you very much, Chairperson.
Thank you very much, Mr. Njelani. We hear you clearly. Oh, Njigela, not Njigela. Oh, in Eastern Cape, we've got Mr. Njigela Nasisa. I'm sorry for that. We hear you clearly, and we hope and think that we will give uh, the advocate, Uchochisa is the department legal advisor, Uh, but uh, we do have a way on how to proceed with this act. As you have heard that we agreed, and uh, it's unfortunately for you that you only get in fact, you got the briefing only yesterday. Um, we hear your advice in terms of, okay, let me also give first the honorable members to also uh, put forward on how we have agreed. I see then the hand of um, honorable stock and honorable uh, Bridget and honorable Sukers and honorable Lizelle and Honorable Jane. Can we follow the, the sequence in that way? Over to you, Honorable Stop. No, no, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, first and foremost, I would like to uh, appreciate the briefing from the Legal Advisor of Parliament, uh, Advocate uh, Njikela for briefing us, uh, taking us also in terms of the legal briefing as to how we need to, or how possibly we can approach uh, the issues with regard to the Children's Amendment Bill. Uh, I think I also need to start by indicating or maybe reminding ourselves as a committee that uh, in line with the court, the North Houghton High Court, uh, uh, I mean, there are a number of uh, extensions that we requested as a committee. Uh, every time we miss the deadline and then we're supposed to indicate to the court and then that process has been taken uh, backwards and all of that. And then as a result, there are implications with regard to the ordinary children throughout the country that are supposed to be beneficiaries of the bill. Now, we find ourselves in a difficult predicament as a portfolio committee where we are sitting with the bill and then we are unable to take decisions because... Uh, the issues that we picked up from the public hearings uh, throughout the provinces where we went for a normal consultation process. Uh, some issues that we picked up there, they are actually interrelated to issues of foster care. And then there are also issues directed uh, which affects the, our, our process as a portfolio committee with regard to uh, the establishment or coming up as a portfolio committee with a comprehensive uh, legal solution. So I wanted to make a proposal, a firm proposal, listening to what uh, the advocate was briefing us uh, in the portfolio committee advocate in Jigela. And then uh, also under correction, I think when I listened to him, he indicates that uh, he's actually also representing uh, the department uh, through advocate in Chochisa and then also the state the legal advisor. So it looks like there was a consultation, there was a meeting of all these uh, uh, different legal advisors. So I wanted to make a proposal in the meeting that uh, because having listened to uh, the legal advisor, he says to us, uh, the department says there are 12 clauses according to them. 
uh, that you are of the view that must be considered uh, for foster care related issues. And then uh, from the side of the department, I mean, from the side of parliament, at this stage, they feel that there's only one clause. So having listened to that, now I'm persuaded to say, maybe we need to agree as a portfolio committee that uh, let's take a decision as a portfolio committee to allow them space. Uh, all these legal people, they must go and sit, sort out their issues, and then come back at the later stage to come and brief us as to how many clauses are we supposed to consider, mm. whether it's 12, uh, because I'm raising this because in the last portfolio committee, I'm sure honorable members will agree. We were told by, uh, we ended up dealing with definitions the whole day. And then we were told, no, there's only four clauses related to foster care. And uh, now again today, there's 12, and then uh, Parliament feels there's only one. So uh, now in all, I mean, uh, in all respects, just to be fair, I think it would be fair for us to say, go back, go and sort out your issues, meet as legal people, and then when you come back, you speak with one voice to us and tell us exactly, these are the clauses that are related to foster care that you need to consider as the portfolio committee. And then also, Honorable Chaperson, I want to make a firm proposal that there are issues that we picked up from the public hearings. Uh, and then we are not trying to say what disregarding those issues. We are not saying we are rejecting them. But maybe the right word to use there would be to say, uh, as the committee will be embarking on a process uh, to consider also some of the issues that we picked up from the public hearings, except those of the ECDs that we picked up also from the public, because now ECDs migrating to DBE. Those issues will then go to DBE for consideration. But the others that are related to the portfolio committee, maybe at a later stage, the portfolio committee will be able to have its own process uh, to consider some of the issues that were raised by members of the public. So I submit, Honorable Chair, that uh, let's only deal with what is before us, what we are supposed to deal with, uh, and then we don't go the law route of dealing with everything. We pack aside some of the issues, and the committee secretary will be able to advise us as to what are those issues that we need to pack for a later stage. And then we focus on the clauses uh, after the, the legal advisor that they've agreed on which are those clauses. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Stock. Uh, can we follow the processes or the, the hands that were raised? Thank you, Chair. Um, uh, and then thank you to the advocate for having briefed us this morning. Um, and I, I could not agree more with the fact that um, we do need to meet the deadlines of, of, the, of the High Court. And as a result, the, the separating the the clauses uh, that have to do with the comprehensive legal solution um, is, is, very, is very important. So I agree with that, um, Chairperson. I just have two or three questions to ask. The first one being, and I'm, 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 I'm taking advantage of the legal people being in the room uh, today. Uh, the first one being that um, before this decision was made for us to now deal with the foster care stroke uh, comprehensive legal solution clauses. We had already, uh, as, as the committee, um, passed or approved the, the uh, motion of uh, desirability. 
So one wants to know if that motion of desirability covers now this separated situation that we are dealing with now, or we have to have a motion of desirability for this particular part of the bill and then and then revert to the previous one at a later stage or have have another one for the second amendment bill. I just would like that clarity, Chairperson. Um, and then the second one is that some of the clauses that have been highlighted for dealing with for now for the comprehensive legal solution are not clear to a lay person like myself as to how they link to first foster care and second the comprehensive legal solution. And there are those uh, clauses that are not in this separated uh, part who one would have thought would be an automatic uh, inclusion into the into the into the uh, into the bill that we are dealing with now and just to be specific uh, uh, one uh, section 159 does not seem to be a, a a urgent situation for this part and then out of the of this bill is uh, section 150 uh, uh, so just just to find that out, if if we are going to get a situation where all the clauses that are linked to the comprehensive legal solution are included, and those that are not are not included, and because also I would I would have I would think that and 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 I can be advised that this process has also included the applicants to the High Court so that we know that when we say we have done our job as the committee, we have actually responded directly to what the applicants put before the court uh, during their proceedings that have taken place in the North Harding High Court. And the chair, that, that would be all for now. Thank you so much. Thank you, Honorable uh, Richard. The next hand was Honorable Sukat. Yes, Chair. Um, thank you, Chair. I think my question in the beginning of the meeting may have been not uh, clear because I think it now becomes apparent from what the um, legal advisor has just pointed out. Um, so what I, uh, I think since Bridget has covered um, the, the part of my question uh, very well um, in terms of the comprehensive legal solution, I'm just going to, um, reiterate, are we to assume that the foster care uh, um, clauses are all inclusive of the comprehensive legal solution? So it is the because we need as a committee, if we are to meet the deadline, to be certain of what the comprehensive legal solution um, or the court judgment has dealt, uh, um, has, has put before us um, or let's rather say, what is it that we need to meet in terms of addressing that? Um, I was, yes. Then the second is to clarify the process to follow once we have dealt with a comprehensive legal solution, because the um, legal um, the legal advisor just said that we need to deal with the entirety of the bill. That was my understanding as a committee. Not now, obviously, but I'm saying the process, if we can then know after we've dealt with the comprehensive legal solution, what is the process that is going to follow? Because um, that will obviously um, impact the program of this committee as well. 
Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Um, I wish to thank the legal advisor for giving us clarity in terms of what the road is before us. I think I would in principle agree that, um, as Honourable Stock had raised, that the matter before us now is to obviously deal in all earnest with the foster care clauses. Um, and the reason being is this bill emanates from a, a court judgment which pointed to a foster care crisis. And the bill that is before us is a very wide ranging bill. It goes much further than just dealing with foster care issues. In fact, it, it touches on issues uh, of adoption. It, you know, as, as you said in the previous meeting, you dealt only with, with definitions. So it's a quite an encompassing bill and it's far reaching. It doesn't only address what the court had asked us to address. So I think from a fundamental principle that we say that since the court had asked us to deal with the foster care crisis, we move ahead and only deal with the foster care clauses. I think as a committee, we agree on that. But then the question becomes, which are the foster care clauses? Is it one clause? Is it five, five clauses? Or is it 12 clauses? So I would agree with Honorable Stock in that we would need to give the legal advisors an opportunity to go back and, and tell us whether it's one clause that we're dealing with in order to satisfy what the court had asked us to do, to do. is it one, five, or 12? Um, and then we will have to process those, uh, of course, uh, in time in order to meet the court deadline. But my second question becomes the, the implications for the committee from a legal point of view in, in us setting aside all of the other clauses for now. Because the Children's Amendment Bill that we went um, but that we presented to the public, which is an executive bill, which then we as a committee took throughout the country, I'd asked the public to comment on a variety of issues. So adoption, uh, you know, adoption issues were addressed. I'm thinking of the issues of the Fathers for Justice that came. So I would just like us also then in terms of procedure to discuss what is the way forward for us as a committee. If we, A, resolve, we're only dealing with the foster care clauses, and B, the next step is to identify the foster care clauses. C, we need to, as a committee, then also to say, as a committee, we want to leave a legacy. And our term comes to end in 2024. Is it then also the committee's undertaking that we as a committee will go back, looking at what was presented to us in public hearings and what was presented to us in the bill, and then we take the remainder of the issues that we feel as a committee must be addressed, and we come back with that in the form of a committee bill to be finalized before the 2024 elections as part of our legacy. So I would like to have a firm commitment on that as well and a legal opinion on, on whether that is something that we can do as a committee, because I don't want us to walk away and say, just because of time pressures, we can only deal with the foster care issues, but then we leave out the genuine concerns of fathers across the country, people who are in the adoption agencies and industry and all the other people that came to speak to us, because as a committee, we cannot just say that, um, we will, I, I feel that we all agree that it's important. And also we embarked on the process of listening to organizations and people. So we need to be able to tell to them, yes, A, we are dealing now only with foster care cases, but in the next 12 months, we will process the issues that you had brought to us so that there's that type of feedback um, so that we don't just leave it hanging. So I just wanted to also make that input. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable uh, Lizelle. Uh, it's Honorable Jane and Honorable Leticia Aris. 
picture so you don't see my hand. Yeah. Oh, Kate. Okay, I see your hand now. Honorable Kate will be the last <laughs> one. Thank you. I'm Honorable Jane Mangarinich. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable uh, Chair. <laughs> Honorable Kate, you have to step in the meeting. Honorable Jane Mangani. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Uh, I think uh, my the issue that I wanted to talk about is this one that of the court, specifically the one that talks about the foster care. So I agree with the two speakers. I think it's three speakers. I agree fully so that when we, we go for those um, clause by clause, we must deal specifically with that one, but we must get the, the, the view of the legal advisors because the, the, the others, they say one other last time we were told for. So to hear specifically if, if it's 12, which one are those? So that when we deal, we must deal specifically. And then I also add that when we deal with the 12 uh, or whatever, we need to be able to, after, as the committee, make sure that all, most of those uh, uh, issues that they were raised by the com community where we go, we need to check and make sure that we address them and make sure that that will be part of our legacy. Because for now, we are dealing with the, something that's supposed to have dealt with, with that fifth administration. That is my take, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Chairperson. Good morning. Good morning, Chair. Thank you very much. Um, Chair, I fully agree with the previous speakers. Um, however, I am just worried, as um, Honorable Liesel was saying, that we understand that there is a court ruling and the importance of the foster care. However, you see, I don't want us to be in a situation where we say to the general public, because the public did come to this public hearings and they have raised their concerns because if the public didn't feel that um, the issues they have raised were important, there was no need for them to come. However, so I don't want us as a committee to get to a situation where, where the general public feel that the issues being addressed as less important. However, I, 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 I totally agree with all the previous speaker um, that the legal people must give us guidance um, on this one because um, it is a challenge. And, but I also understand that if, and we as the committee, if we have then we were then supposed only to take this uh, amendment bill out for the foster, um, then for the foster care, 
then there was no need for us to consult with the general public on all the other clauses. So there's a certain expectation that is being created by the general public that the issues that they have raised in the public hearings will be, you know, addressed and, and adhered to. Thank you. Honorable Kate, thank you, Honorable Legisaris. Chairperson, thank you very much and good morning, everyone. And uh, you morning. look very nice. You look very morning. nice in good town. <laughs> it's 2022. New look, new hairstyle, new everything. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Chairperson, there is a challenge in speaking last because whatever you wanted to say, you'll find that it has been said by the previous speaker. So you'll end up saying, <laughs> by so saying, I'm agreeing with the, the previous speakers. Uh, firstly said by, by the whip or the proposal that has been made by the whip that um, I think it will be appropriate for us to agree as a, as a committee to, to say, I think the legal advisors should go back and sort their, their things in order to guide us properly. Because what, is, what we need to do urgently for now is to deal with the issues of the High Court. And there we need to be clarified, like honorable members have stated, whether the clauses that you are dealing with, is it one, is it five, is it 12, and who are those? So I think uh, I'm agreeing with the latter speaker's chairperson. I thank you. Thank you, Honorable Kate Milangulu. Honorable members, I wanted to give you space to speak because it's your meeting. But when you get all the information and the comments and the questions from you, it's repetitive questions and, and answers. We are saying the same thing, but in a different note. We are agreeing with the first speaker that has put the proposal in terms of how to go about with this. And when you look at the document that we have been offered and given, you will get the public comments and proposed amendment by the public in column number two. The first one is dealing with the clause uh, that we are being uh, told about. And the second column is dealing exactly with the public comments and proposed amendments, which is also covering all what you were saying that we won't be throwing away the, 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 the inputs by the public, but also a uh, look together with them and come up. The only thing that we are really stuck with it is that uh, the legal advisors are saying different things, which we all agree that they must go back and come up exactly with this particular thing. Now, I wanted to say, if there is that letter that we quoted from the High Court, let's uh, get that information and also uh, because I don't think we'll be able to, to deal with it right now. Let's review and remind ourselves about it. If they do have it now, 
can they be able to flight it in the in the screen so as to be able to revive ourselves? What is it exactly that the court has given us to do? Whether is it one that is close at 86, according to the legal advisor from Parliament, whether it's 12 from the department's advisors or legal advisors, or whether it's four from the previous meeting that we had. It's three and four that we have to deal with it. But the 12 is in front of us. The one that is being said, it's in front of us. It's close 86. And then we can throw away the four to five that we had because we don't even have it in front of us. So I just want that letter from the High Court. Whether are they able to, to tell us, in fact, not tell us only, but show us by, 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 by putting it in the flight. Then let's give the department advisor to, to, to states, law advisors, okay, we'll give them after. Let's give the department advisor, legal advisor first, and then followed by the state law advisor, Esauval is also, and close this discussion, because we can't be dealing with the procedure and process throughout the whole meeting. Remember, we started very late because of the glitches. One question before. Honorable Yeah, 2%. I was just looking close 86, amends section 159. So I would like to ask the legal advisor why he thinks that amending only 159 will speak to the comprehensive legal solution. Because you are referring to that letter. And I think in this court case, the applicant said that um, the most important clause to deal with is one fifth. 151A. So one, 151A. The applicant in the case said that is the most important clause to deal with. Now the parliamentary legal advisors are saying we must deal with clause 86, which amends 159. But the applicant in the case that brought this matter to court said we must deal with 151A. So we need to get clarity in this in this regard from the parliamentary legal services. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for that, Honorable uh, Can we give the, the department followed by the state law advisor? Over to you, uh, Mr. Advocate Mtuchis. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. We, if, if, if you indulge us, we are just trying to get the relevant uh, uh, clauses, uh, and we'll be ready in a in a second. Yes. You will be back in a second. 
No, no, no. We, we, we're finding the relevant clauses, and then we'll be we'll be ready in a second. Uh, uh, if if you can indulge us, uh, check us. Okay. Yeah. Can uh, can we give over to the state law advisor? Morning, morning, Chair and Honourable Members. When it comes to... Please forgive me. I too, like my colleague, Nati, is also under the weather. I hope I'm audible and you can hear me properly. I hear you loud and clear. When it comes to... It's that who's breaking. Chair, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. When it comes to identifying section, or rather clause 86 in the bill that amends section 159, this is the only clause in this bill that explicitly deals with extending a foster grant order. That is why we identify... Excuse me, Miss Lister. I do. I want yes. to hear it clearly. Are you saying 159? Section 159 of the okay. Act. All right. And this is under clause 86 of the bill. The honorable member wanted to know why the parliamentary law advisor and myself have identified only this clause in the bill. The reason is that this clause in the bill from our understanding and reading, is the only one that explicitly deals with extending foster grants. Because it goes on to add a new section 2A, a court may extend an alternative care order that has lapsed or make an interim order for a period not exceeding six months on good cause shown. Now, when we look at the settlement agreement, the court judgment. That was undertaken by the department together with the other party. And initially before the bill was finalized, we had asked the department that from our side, we can only see this clause. And the explanation given by the department was that this bill is not the only bill that's going to address the comprehensive foster care system because it's so wide. There was the Social Assistance Act that was recently amended, and that dealt in more detail with these granting of orders and, and foster grants. And I agree that the department is best placed as line function to give us an indication regarding the other 12 clauses that they've identified, because they, the experts in the field, and it might be to myself and to the parliamentary law advisor, that we can't see explicitly how it affects foster care, but the department will be able to motivate, motivate and explain to the committee and ourselves. So we are willing to sit down with all the legal advisors together to understand this better. Thank you, Chair. Hey, it's too tricky now. Yeah, it, we were right. No, 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 Lisa, 
Are you cheering? Okay, let me give over to you. Okay. Honorable members, I understand why are you starting to debate amongst yourselves. It's really very tricky now. You know, this 159, I am on 159 in 1A. And uh, I do have 151A too. And at first, remember, it was said 159 is not urgent. I even write, I wrote it using my pen. 159 is not urgent because it also deals with 105. It was said before. It's true, honorable members, to allow the legal advisors to go back and tell us exactly what is it. But this document has already assisted us because they also have all these clauses that are talking with this. But Uguji, the court, I requested a letter and I don't hear the answer for that one. Whether do we have the letter with you? Uh, 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 advocates and are you able to flight the letter for us at least to have an idea because you have to email us and circulate it to us I remember by that time that this arise I was not uh, full time in the committee I was between human settlement and water affairs and all that stuff. So I might might not be able to remember what was the letter saying. Do you have it? Can I give it to you, uh, Honor um, Advocate Mchotisa? You requested one second, and it's five minutes now. (laughs) Will you please come up? No, the letter itself. Okay. The court order. We are interested to get the court order. What was it saying? And if you are able to flight it, please do for us. And then we will have to decide as the meeting and honorable members on what is it that we are saying. Though we have put forward exactly the way forward on how we should deal with this by requesting you to go back and come up exactly with what you are saying, whether it's one, it's 10, it's 12, it's 14, it's two. Over to you, Advocate. Uh, Good uh, morning, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members. Uh, I think I'm disabled on my side in terms of sharing. Uh, I would ask uh, the committee secretary to grant me permission so that I can slice the document. Okay, we can see that you are Miss Nokula Namkanje. And it's a good idea that you <laughs> because if you don't share, we will experience the echo. We've done that of having each and the challenge with technology, so we are sharing the, the laptop. Now, we have seen you that you are not a robot. You can switch off the, the video. Uh, thanks, Chair. Uh, let me quickly share this 
let uh, High Court order. I hope it is visible on your side. Yes, it is. Uh, the, the North Houghton High Court order in 2017 indicated uh, that the delay by the first respondent, uh, that is uh, being the minister, in preparing and introducing uh, before parliament amending legislation to introduce uh, to produce a comprehensive uh, legal solution in respect of the foster care system is unconstitutional, unlawful, and invalid. And also the delay in putting in place the necessary mechanisms, structures, resources to ensure that the foster care system operates in a sustainable and effective manner is unconstitutional, unlawful, and invalid. Uh, these are the uh, declarations that were made by the court in 2017, uh, honorable chair and honorable members. Uh, looking at these, the, the understanding first would be what constitutes a comprehensive legal solution. Uh, in respect of the foster care system. Uh, I, I agree with uh, Advocate uh, Lisa and uh, uh, Advocate Chikela uh, in terms of how they have uh, presented, uh, but there, there is something that uh, maybe, as you have correctly put it, uh, Honorable Chair, that we may need to go and identify uh, behind the screens as a drafting team uh, to come up with the interpretation of these terms or of this terminology and what we understand as a collective in terms of being a comprehensive legal solution, not, not legal solution. Uh, I, I, I'm swayed to believe that uh, the court had a reason to use that kind of an adjective word there comprehensive legal solution. Hence, when we uh, came up with the draft document, that is the draft amendment bill, uh, we understood comprehensive to be looking at the entire system. It, it is not just the entire system as far as the legal solution. It is also the putting of the, as in 2.2, the putting of the necessary mechanisms structures, resources, which now spills over to other provisions of the amendment bill. Because uh, when you look at a single provision, you might come up with a legal solution. Uh, that is the view we hold. You might come up with a legal solution, but not necessarily with a comprehensive legal solution. Again, if you do come up with a comprehensive legal solution, you may not also come up with the necessary mechanisms and all that, creating provisions uh, that will make uh, government to create such uh, structures and mechanisms in place uh, for the foster care system. So it is, it is against this background that uh, from the side of the department, even 12 is an understatement. When we said 12 clauses, according to our understanding, that is 
the least uh, we, 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 we can have. Because when we look at the entire bill, we feel that there is interrelatedness in all these clauses uh, in the bill in as far as talking to the foster care system. For an example, it's, it's, it becomes difficult to speak of a foster care, a comprehensive solution to a foster care system without talking about adoptions, saying uh, if children get to be adopted and they've got families, they've got homes, then in that way, uh, those children will alleviate the system uh, that is the foster care system. If courts, for an example, as we had said in the bill, that the magistrates, the children's courts must have the jurisdiction extended to deal with issues of guardianship, then that clause alone says the more access to guardianship uh, parents have, the lesser the possibility uh, of clogging the system, the the foster care system. So hence we are saying there are those that are directly linked, those that are indirectly linked, but in one way or another. If we say the parents, that is the fathers, unmarried fathers must have uh, the parental rights and responsibilities in terms of uh, uh, this bill, we are saying the more fathers take care of their children, the greater the likelihood that those children will not fall into the foster care system. So I'm just citing a few examples to, to, to indicate that, according to us, a comprehensive legal solution relates to the entire bill, if not 98% of the clauses in the bill. However, we, are, uh, we do accept the fact that uh, because of the agency of this particular uh, bill and the requirements of the North Southern High Court order, we, we can identify few of those that are directly linked. Hence, I said others are directly linked, others are indirectly linked. That is those are just quoted and many more uh, in the bill. So this is uh, what I, I wish we can just uh, at the back there decide and, uh, and try and come up with a solution on that is as a drafting team and come back to you, uh, not discuss it in, in, in its entirety in, in, I mean, before you at present, Honorable Sir, uh, until we have reached some consensus. Thanks, Honorable Sir. Thank you. Thank you, Advocate. Uh, honorable members, <laughs> we haven't moved to anywhere. Can, can I give over to the honorable members? To, 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 to assist on this. Advocate has put forward their request. The first hand that I saw was Honorable um, Sugars and uh, Honorable, um, yes, Honorable Ale, Alex and Honorable. Um, Marie, Anna, Paul Nitz, I like that one of Paul Nitz, Honorable Paul Nitz, and then Honorable Shongo, and come back to Honorable Nizel uh, uh, and Honorable Stock. Is that okay? 
Honorable Sukhet. Yes, Chair, thank you very much. Um, Chair, there's two things that I think um, I just want to bring up. The first thing is that the comprehensive legal solution, and uh, I'm reading point 2.2 that was uh, flighted um, in the letter that says necessary, it, it speaks of the minister, it says necessary mechanisms, structures, resources to ensure the foster care system operates in a sustainable and effective manner. So what is clear is that the comprehensive legal solution um, is not just in terms of a legal, it, firstly, it is not parliament that must de design it. It is the department or the minister. So um, the High Court order binds parliament, uh, sorry, the minister and not parliament. And so we need to then say that it is not only the legal department um, that needs to um, caucus, let's say, for lack of a better word, but the department needs to um, provide us, or must I assume, I'm almost um, interrupting myself, must I assume that what we received as the extract is what the department has put together as the comprehensive legal solution clauses that will address um, the High Court order. So, so, so we need to know what is the solution that the department has come up. And if it is this that we have received here, it is not only the legal team, but you know the department also needs, needs to give direction in terms of what they have put together as a solution to address the court order. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Alex? Thank you, Chairperson. Um, Chairperson, I just um, feel it important to note that it feels like we are going around in circles here. This is our third or fourth meeting on this, and we cannot continue like this. And I think it's unacceptable that every time we come here, it sounds like the department and the legal team have not spoken to each other, and they're speaking to each other for the first time yes. with us. So, Chair, it's my plea that the legal team and the department speak to one another before coming to our committee meeting, because we are in fact wasting not our time, but everybody's time as this deadline comes um, um, on later this year. And then Chairperson, my last request is similar to what Honorable Sukha said, I would like the actual content, context document of what this legal solution, comprehensive legal solution is supposed to be. And in that document for them to pinpoint this is the clause um, that we want to amend, and this is how it's going to affect long-term sustainable change to the foster care crisis. We haven't been given a presentation or documents that actually details um, the content and the context of this comprehensive solution. And I think that's very important. And as I said previously, yes, we've gotten the update of um, where we stand um, on the foster care numbers, but I think for us to then put those two um, presentations together, where we are with the foster care numbers, the actual comprehensive legal solution, so we can actually see the change that we want to bring in getting those numbers back. So that is just my, my last comment, um, well, my first and last comment on that, Chairperson, but thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Uh, Pornit? Oh, 
Thank you, Chair. I was covered by the two members, um, um, what they were saying just now, because um, I've been in the committee now for two months, two and a half months, and, and every time when I'm in the committee, because I thought um, today everyone is going to come together, the legal department, everyone is going to sit together and we're going to sort this thing out once and for all, because the last time the, 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 the legal advisor was talking about all the acts and he went through everything and I was confused and I thought today, you know, I'm going to understand everything completely. Maybe I, I'm not here yet, but uh, it seems like they are speaking past each other. It's like no one is consolidating with the other one what is going on. So I, I feel today, I really thought this morning, I came with a taxi, hey, today we're going to sort things out. It seems like we are back where we are, Chair. So it seems like I'm not the only one who is confused. So I'm happy about that one, Chair. But let's sort this thing out. <laughs> Okay, thank you, Honorable Polnitz. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Chair, I think I'm also covered. And the uh, Honorable Stock mentioned uh, at the beginning that what should happen. But I, I also feel that uh, I thought today, since I was not part of the other meeting, that today everyone will be here and we will work on this properly. And I would like to propose, Chair, that in the next meeting, let us all be in a physical meeting together with um, uh, everyone, no hybrid of this uh, portfolio committee. Thanks, Chair. If that agrees, because we intended to do that, everyone, even the legal advisor themselves, but it's unfortunate, but Lindsay is going to tell us why are we disadvantaged in terms of not being together, all of us. Honorable Lizel. Yeah, Chairperson, I won't be long. I think our colleagues have covered us, but um, I think I would like to respectfully disagree with the opinion that we got from Ms. Naidu in terms of only amending that clause 86. Because let's just, let's just be honest with ourselves. There's a foster care crisis and it affects 700,000 children. And I don't think we can take a band-aid approach in trying to amend this bill. The, the court said they need a comprehensive legal solution, and I don't think amending one clause yes. is going to help us. Because also the, the, the legal advisor spoke about the foster, extending the foster care grant, but we're also dealing with the uh, child support top-up. And so by amending one clause, we are not doing justice to a comprehensive legal solution. So I think, like what Honorable Alex had said, we need as a matter of urgency for the parliamentary legal advisors, state law advisors, and the department who seems to be on the right track because I think amending the 12 clauses might be the only way that we will come to a comprehensive solution. But can we ask them to go back and look at the 12 clauses and decide as legal advisors amongst themselves what, what is the best option for us to take and for them to come back in a physical meeting to brief us so that we can really move with earnest in, in, in deciding what the way is forward. But I don't think... Um, amending just one clause will actually speak to a comprehensive legal solution. That is just Thank my you, Lizelle. Uh, yeah, I was like uh, honorable Polnit in terms of uh, confusion that <laughs> she is experiencing. Uh, honorable Stock, you raised it very important thing on how to go forward with this. But at least it's, it's the right of the honorable members to, to say whatever that they would like to say. 
can we validate this also so that we pass through this? Okay. Yeah. No, thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Without wasting uh, the time of the committee or feeling or maybe sounding repetitive, uh, I would like to propose or reiterate my earlier proposal mm-hmm. uh, because I think uh, I fully agree with you. It's also within the rights of members to express their views or opinions, which is quite important, and I think we have allowed all of us to do that. Uh, I think uh, in reiterating my proposal, uh, I agree with my colleagues. Uh, we are all frustrated. We feel the same way. Even when we are not saying we are frustrated. Uh-huh. But you can see, a facial expression tells everything. I mean, we came all the way we are here, uh-huh. and uh, it looks like we are going back again to reconvene at the later stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's put the proposal, and then firmly let's agree as a portfolio committee, uh, that let's allow space for the legal advice of Parliament, the Department, let them meet and then come back to give us uh, which are those clauses that we need to consider and we take the process forward. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Thanks. Yeah, thank you very much, Honorable Stock. You have summarized all what the members have said. Uh, I want to give over to Lindy. Which next stage can we be able to? to meet and discuss this on other members. This is really frustrating. Oh, before Lindy, because we do have a program. I see that uh, Honorable, uh, Honorable um, Richard and Honorable Jane, uh, their hands are up. But Lindy Samari is going to give us the open space and date so that we really don't go to circles like as Alex has said. Um, thank you, Chair. I just want to add another circle. The, the, <laughs> the, 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 I take it that when the legal, our legal support comes back, come back, they will cover the issues that, that were raised, such as your, your motion of desirability and all those things. Okay. And, and the committee bill. Thank you, Chair. Okay, that motion of desirability that you asked whether it, does it also um, refers to only this? Because it was saying, if I remember it vividly, it was saying that it allows and gives us opportunity to discuss all the causes, not only focus on these ones. But because we're going to park the other ones, but it also gives us an opportunity and a chance to discuss them. So I think I've answered it much as I am not an advocate, <laughs> but uh, we can request them to re, uh, repeat it in terms of reminding us. But Lindy was clear on that one, on how exactly. And it also gave us a, a way forward to go and and agreed because remember one member didn't want to agree with this small motion of desirability. I think it's Alex who was saying, CVC, do we have to say it now before we have discussed the, 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 the process? So it was said, yes, we must have it before we agree with the, or discuss with the process. My chain, Minister Sent, where is it? Okay, thank you very much. 
Angibol and sponsor the circuit. Must be sneaker would make it. And then, Lizelle, you must raise your hand, Sissy. Honorable Jim. Mangal. I can see Minister's end now. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. I was just uh, emphasizing the issue of meeting. I know others for now, why they are not here is because of the bereavement. I'm emphasizing that if there is no these bigger things that is affecting our life and spirit at home, let's be all in one place, including the legal advisor and whoever who's necessary, having the know-how of what this uh, bill that we are dealing with. We must be in one room because uh, this cycle, I think if we can come together, all of us, it will keep on and keep on, and then we, we will miss the, the, the court date. Let's come and iron out whatever as uh, chair you have already given them uh, that chance that they were asking to go and prepare thoroughly because we, we don't want to uh, leave this thing not uh, attended like what is have happened. We have to really, because we are always putting more time when we, we come to make sure that we deal once and for all with this uh, uh, mountain that is before us that the court have said we must do. Okay. Thank you, Chair. Sorry, Chair, I just wanted to say um, when they come back with the clauses that we must deal with, the issue around the motion of desirability, Remember, I also asked that they must guide us in terms of what happens with the rest of the clauses that we are seemingly going to be rejecting in terms of can we bring the issues that we feel important back in the form of a committee bill. So I need, I need, I need us to be guided on that so that we, when we communicate to the public that we're only dealing with the foster care clauses, that we in a legal way are able to guide the public in terms of our next processes. In other words, to say, what will follow next is a committee bill dealing with some of the issues that came from the public hearings. Thank you, Chair. Okay, yeah, that's what we want, Lindy, also to have a schedule of meetings on when we are going to deal with other clauses because we might not be finished if we only deal with these ones and tell the public <laughs> that we are only dealing with the foster care because of the High Court. Uh, decision or requesting, but we have to have a time frame of saying we will deal with other clauses on such and such a, a month or a day or date, whatever. Um, uh, Honorable Sugars, you will be the last one before, uh, in fact, uh, what is going on? Yeah. Honorable Minister will follow after you. No, Chair, you actually covered me. I um, wanted to ask the question of the timeline and the process. Thank you. Okay. No, we didn't do that yet. Honorable Minister, over to you. Um, thank you very much, Chair. 
Yes, Chairperson, thank you very much. I won't take long. As I said, I, I was, I'm, I'm both, uh, I've been following as much as possible. I wish to thank you for the opportunity. But what I just quickly want to say is that the legal advice people, really, it is just not correct that we, we have to keep on being shuffled back and forth about the issues of legalities because we're not experts in these areas. And I'm expecting... I actually have been expecting that the department, the parliamentary legal people and all relevant legal should have been talking to each other. And I'm now asking Chairperson that we get the minutes of this meeting as soon as possible so that even from my side, I should be able from an executive side to try and drive them and be consistent because it's not nice to come here and find that uh, understand that there are those who are not feeling very well but we are, we are running against time when it comes to this. I'm just asking that we get the minutes as soon as possible so that we can then be able to make sure that there is an understanding and an appreciation of what exactly needs to be done. Thank you so much, Chairperson. Okay. Thank you very much, Minister. For you to share the disappointment and also frustration, Imagine coming all the way from Queenstown area, which is say you may call it physically. I imagine Honorable Stock because I never knew that Honorable Stock is staying very far from Kimbali. Namibia, he is close to Namibia. Uh-huh. We saw where he came from on where he comes from, and we are really frustrated about that. But we don't have a choice. We'll give over to Lindiwe to give us um, the day and the date on when can we meet and finalize this one. Uh, I'm really angry. It's just that uh, Honorable Stock has just raised it that you might not see some of us that on how angry are we coming physically, thinking that we will at least at the end of the day. We are more confused, uh, Honorable Paul Nitz, more than even yourself, as you have two months here in the middle. Let's request them to meet and, and finalize it and tell us exactly which clauses do they think that the court wants them to be addressed. Lindy, when is the next uh, date and do we or will we be able to get a bigger venue uh, which has got to remember, honorable members, it's not uh, always agreed that we should come for a hybrid. You can see that it has got EIT specialists that is needed and all that stuff. So let's hear from it so that we can close this meeting frustrated and, and disappointed as we are. Uh, thank you very much, um, Chairperson. Uh, good morning, members and the minister. What I want to say is that also we must, uh, this committee, this committee that we are in, and the department, we must assist each other to get 
the, the bigger venue. Because if here in Parliament we don't have the venue, we need to get it somewhere. Because we, this is our business to make sure that we get finish of this document. I'm not saying we must go and scramble somewhere, but I'm saying let's make sure the the committee, our committee, uh, I think we've got Fansinyan. We must take that Fansinyan and make sure that we get, even if we can get some a bigger pay, space where we can all of us, including the department, be together there and do this. I was just trying to say we must think uh, next to the box, not inside the box. Thank you, Chair. Over to you, um, Secretary Lindsay, where this is up. <laughs> Thank you very much, Chair. And um, members, I, I just want to address two things, um, if you I can allow me, Chair. Uh, just to lay uh, the fears of members around today's meeting and, and, and the concerns uh, expressed uh, that uh, I'll just try to respond to each of MOD. Uh, I've spoken to Ujengani just to concur with him. Uh, there will be no need for a new one. It will continue, but the committee report will also state that uh, on the particular date, a committee took a decision uh, just to only consider the foster care process in this bill. And then what will happen, members, after that, it will go to the NSOP to do their own processes. What will happen with the other amendments? Uh, the legal advisor will draft a committee bill, you know, and then the committee bill will carry, will be almost the same bill as this one. We'll have all the outstanding amendments that the committee didn't consider during the foster care process. It will be the same thing with all the amendments. If, it, if there are other amendments that you want to add, it will be in that amendment bill that it will be uh, that will be drafted by our legal advisor as a committee bill. So in that process, we'll have the we'll publicize just for public comments. Then fortunately, we just need not to delay time so that within a short space of time to kickstart the process while the, the comments are still fresh in our minds. And then we've got the list of stakeholders, we've got the matrix so that when we go to the formal stage, we know exactly. But the parliamentary processes requires us to advertise. We will advertise, but we won't go to provinces because we've been to provinces. But for compliance, we need to advertise and then to get comments from public. But these matrix and then the submission won't go lost. We will still use them when we deal with the formal process of the committee bill on the children, maybe second amendment bill. Just I wanted to give that choice that it won't go lost. So we'll, after we com complete this process, we will start with the process of the, of the, of the bill on, on the second amendment bill on the, on the children's amendment bill. And, so, and, and then on, when we go to that, we will adopt another motion of desirability for that process. Um, yes. uh, with regard to the issue of venues, as you know, members, we um, uh, we have limited venues in Parliament to to host the hybrid system because um, the, the 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 proceedings of Parliament must be accessible to the public. That's why we have this process of 
a hybrid facility so that uh, members of the public can access our meeting virtually so that they can be able to understand. Currently, the big venue that is available in Parliament is the Woodhop Chamber that is used as the national chamber for Parliament. So there are no meetings have scheduled for, for committees, only for the parliamentary sittings. And then the little bit bigger is this one, and then there's another one, the smaller one, opposite. Uh, also, I was targeting for you to use S12A and M46, which accommodates more people, but unfortunately, there's no setup uh, readily available yet to, to, to host the, 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 the hybrid facility. So if I'm just trying to think if we might need maybe to call in the department, maybe you must have a way, maybe ask for when they must come and present, um, we go out and then they come and present their case. So we can have such arrangement. But as far as venue within parliament, we have limited uh, venues. Unless if Mr. Frolix can approve, we apply to, to sit outside parliament, if that would be approved by the House Chairperson. Thank you very much. The next meeting members, we normally sit every Wednesdays. Uh, this is our slot. So uh, next Wednesday, if the legal people are readily available, we can schedule the meeting for them to, to come and brief us. I think we will coordinate that uh, today or tomorrow. We, we, we convene a meeting at the legal people, and myself and Yoli try to, 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 to respond, to attend to the issues that were raised uh, during this meeting in preparation for next week's meeting, if they, they concur with me or they agree that next week is, is, is comfortable for them or it's appropriate for them to come. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Secretary. We are not going to ask from them that whether they are comfortable or not comfortable. We are saying or giving them an instruction that next week, Wednesday, should be the day on where we are going to have a, a clear direction on it. We can't ask from them. The only thing, it's you and you really that you arrange yourself, you meet them before or prior this meeting of Wednesday and finalize on this so that we don't get a situation where we'll get an information that is so haphazard like today. Seemingly they haven't met and uh, Mr. Jigela is the one who were told yesterday that he is going to be the one who will stand on behalf of who is always with us from the beginning. So we hope that Mr. Mjernane by that day will be present with us and also be part and parcel of this uh, meeting, prior meeting that they are going to have it. With the one of the venues, you know, I don't want us to raise our high expectations in terms of having another venue that will be arranged for hybrid. Remember, we wanted this meeting previously. We couldn't because we had some high expectations that we will be together. We will have to attempt that, but I know for a fact we will be losers in, uh, in terms of for a and the problem with us is that this uh, good hope area where we can be accommodated to, we need to look at it whether 
will there be a sitting? Because last time we were told that we can't use it. They are preparing for a sitting. Like today, we couldn't get it because they have a sitting. So if next week there won't be any sittings uh, through uh, WIPs and all other, uh, your manager will be able to get that so that we can get a, a bigger accommodation. Next week, we start the budget funds. That's the thing. So, Tuesday, 10 o'clock, we start the budget funds, and you remember our budget funds are Friday morning. So, it might be possible that we use the budget funds that will be virtual. But the budget funds are all virtual. Are all virtual? Yes. Ah, we. In Shalom, we'll have mini plenaries and things. Yes. Okay. So, I think Tuesday, 10. Sure. Yeah. Chair Lind. I uh, I wanted to also just inform members when it comes to a, a good hope uh, chamber. Normally, must you know that we don't we no longer have the NA chamber is the a place for parliamentary sittings. Uh, if the committee wants to utilize the good hope, it's a long process. The chairperson must apply to the speaker of the National Assembly, requesting permission to use that. Because it's a long process, it must also be to Mr. Frolic and the section manager to get permission. Because I think they use now as, as, as the chamber of parliament. So they need to make precautionary measures before any meeting. No, what can happen is that we start most our meetings at nine. Yes. Then we will give them uh, some minutes, 30 minutes, I'm making an example, for them to outline us on which uh, clauses we must we deal with. Then we can start that immediately after half past nine. But let, let me say 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock to one o'clock. Mm. What? Is it not what? It's one o'clock. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's one o'clock. We usually. But if we want to extend, we usually extend it with 30 minutes. Okay. So we can deal with those clauses that we agree that. Because even ourselves, we've got a task to do, honorable members, and go back and look at what they were saying 12, 4, 5, 1. 
we must look and, and, and distinguish it. Whoever is saying, whether it's a legal advisor or an advocate or whatever, even if we are laymen, we are able to say things, especially when we have received the letter now. Uh, we explain, Lindy has explained this issue of the venue. Uh, it is really impossible for, we can. How many legal advisors? Is it a parliamentary advice? Three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe three of them can be able to just fit the at the back. Not oh, yeah. Then when they want to speak, they can come. We can swap the chairs. Mm-hmm. Only three of them. It's smaller than this one. We were told that this one is the bigger one. Okay, fine, leave the logistic because we are saying three of them we can accommodate as we have accommodated two uh, staff. <sighs> so next two points, say, what's the date, my daughter? 11th. We'll get the, the invitation for the 11th next week and also budget and plenary will be uh, in process. Of a new seat. Is that one of the Stay until trying to fly. They are always full, cool, they are limited flights. So we are struggling to come this time. I didn't even want to put that forward. <coughs> As you are. Somebody doesn't happen. It's just it's yeah. No, thank you very much, Honorable Jane. I didn't want to raise that myself as a person who always come very difficult as East London flights are very limited because it's a small town. Uh, but you, Jane, has assisted me in raising that, really. So we have to make sure that uh, we have to request a permission even for this one. So the sooner the better you send the you send the the, the the request today at least we'll be able before the end of the week to get the the approval and then out of the approval we'll be able to know exactly but uh, in, in our minds we must put forward that we should come for this hybrid uh, once more and invite this three legal people, the state law advisor, the parliament advisor, and the departmental advisor physically for them to attend. Thank you very much, honorable members. You've made my day. I was just asking myself on how to handle this in Zimalenuelo, guys, and which this, um, what is this? This bill, I 
and I'm asking Lindsay, um, am I going to travel back to Eastern Cape with this? I my daughter, is there no cabinet where we can put them and get them? Otherwise, I'm being charged by this document. I do have one in at home, the one Lantika Fungile has sent it. Thank you very much, honorable members. You were so sweet and a very, very disciplined audience. I mean, it's a high This is if you can Where are they? You will be sent back to the lab. I'm going to pull it out myself. Excuse me. Can I request Mateini to just hold him? Jinifuna e break. Oh yes, ma'am. Can can we all have five minutes break? Five minutes break quickly. Recording stopped.
network going to deal with them. And then the ordinary papers will be red or blue. So we are in pink papers. When we say we're in pink papers, it means it's an internal uh, issues and internal matters. So we can uh, excuse um, honorable, um, let's allow that we excuse the, the officials. Thanks ever so much for their presence. But we know for a fact that we are planning to have a, a meeting on next Wednesday, which also needs to be a hybrid. And we will request, a, I can see Liz Naidu, that is still around, the state law advisor and the, the, the departmental advisor and also the parliament advisor to be physically attending the next meeting. Uh, we are requesting them to make themselves ready. They will get a, an indication and an invitation from our secretary, Lindy Mrs. Abo, after we have requested um, the hybrid meeting from the chair of chairs. Thank you very much. You are being excused because we are going to deal with uh, uh, minutes. Pink papers, yes. Can we then uh, flight the pink papers, Lindy? So as to be able to do them. The first set checks the 30th of, of March. Wow. 30th of March, the information. Okay. Yes, this pressure is on this. Because they were going to stay high. <laughs> 30th March. Honorable members, um, there is the, there are the minutes. Honorable Alex. Thank you, Chairperson. I move for the adoption of the minutes on the 30th of March. <laughs> <laughs> They are so stale to such an extent that they are so stale, uh, Honorable Alex, so in such a manner that you just say, Mazuele, uh, we used to say, agreed, <laughs> and people will make a chorus of saying, agreed, agreed. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable uh, Abrahams. She has a move for the adoption. And any seconder? Honorable Mshongo. Honorable members, it's Mshongo. But she was misspelled. I don't know why is she not a, a correct that from whom affairs. You are seated. Yes, you are seated. Yes, Mshongo. Yeah, but they wrote Shongo. So even the certificate is like, I'm sure it's Shongo. But you can correct the ID right now. And the, the policies, because if the policies are still having trouble. Yeah, they can see the false identity here, right? Hey, you are my lady. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. What is this? You are the best one to give a false identity. Jameson, Nenayu is still on the line here. Listen, I do. Uh, you are excused. There is nothing that is uh, like a... Uh, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, uh, seconded by Honorable Shongo. And then the next one, first April. Oh no, these ones are not so old. Yeah, yeah they are they are fresh. <laughs> Honorable Prusat. Thank you, Chair. I would like to uh, to uh, adopt the min- minutes of the first April. Thanks. Okay. Uh, Honorable Bridget adopts. Who seconds? Honorable Jane. Yes, second. Second. Honorable Jane Mangani is seconding. <laughs> then the last one. Is the one for no that not which never said. Yes, Okay. Yeah, Honorable Sukars, I move for the adoption of the minutes. Uh, move um, Sukars. I used to say Sakers. <laughs> Aye, <Ay>, man. <laughs> Honorable Kate, uh, I'm seconding Honorable Sakers. <laughs> <laughs> Honorable Kate, <laughs> Yes. Okay. Are there any other one, Lindy? Alex, what are you saying, sis? Oh. Deal with it. Okay. 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 We are proactive, Alex. Eh? Uh, very.
Yeah, it can wait. You are proactive now. No, no, no. Mm. Okay. You know, in a class, I had some way on how to deal with you and give you too much work to do so that you don't become proactive. Thank you very much, honorable members. And the meeting has adjourned. Let's meet next week. If God allows us to do that. So Hybrid next week. <coughs> and then, bye bye, guys. Keep well. Oh, bye bye, guys. <laughs>